Track 9. Alright, have you gathered all your materials? Are you ready to create with what has already been created? Are you ready to play a funny little trick on God? That's great to hear! Please find a safe and comfortable place to sit, and get ready to sing with all the voices of the mountain and paint with all of the pigments of the sky. So, with your materials laid out, let's begin to find what the face of nature looks like to you. For some, the face of nature is actually someone that they already know. Someone who is caring and omnipresent in their lives in a way that it looks like the world around them was made up of their sticks and leaves, and not in a gross way either. For others, the face of nature is someone or something they've never met, a figure in the background of their dreams, reoccurring a series regular but never seen, never known, until now. For me personally, my face of nature is Jake Gyllenhaal's side profile, but it can be anything as long as when you see it, you think nature. Once you have the image in your head, begin creating the shape. I often find it easier to start with the nose and then work outward as it always seems to be the least intimidating part of the face. Also, I generally leave the shape of the head to the very end. That way you're not ever having to squeeze everything else just to fit inside a small shape. That's probably what happened when my parents made me, but that's okay. But let's talk about something else. Like the hair. Does your face of nature have hair? What is it made of? Grass seems like an obvious choice. But if you're already making the face on a canvas of grass, then what does that do with the world building? Is it all hair? Is it fur? If you're creating the face on dirt, how will it ever be clean? Are you utilizing the malleability of the dirt to make dimples, or brows, or horns? When it comes to the eyes, does it have a pupil? Is it just a smaller stick? Maybe an acorn? Maybe an ant that you trap inside can play the role of those floaty things that you get in your eye sometime. Nature might get them too. Maybe nature just calls them cars. Anyway, take your time. I'll play the music while you're finishing up. How's one minute sound? I'm sure that's enough time. It doesn't need to be perfect. Nothing really does these days. Oh, and before I step away, I might ask a favor of you. It's a bit embarrassing, but I feel like I should ask it before you speak to your face of nature. Could you maybe take a picture of the face and upload it to Twitter or something with the hashtag the face of nature? I, I know this isn't very off the grid of me, but... My research is ongoing. You probably forgot, but I'm actually an associate provost at the University of the State of Chicago, Illinois. Anyway, if you could post it with that hashtag, or maybe even email me a picture of it at ap.jonathanlawrence at gmail.com, I swear I will get back to you right away. By the way, the AP stands for associate provost, if you were 
wondering. But anyway, that was hard for both of us. Let's continue creating the face of nature, and I'll check back in about one minute. All right, did you finish? Great, then <laughs> I think it's finally time to converse with nature. You have before your very eyes, the eyes of nature, which you had a part in creating. In a similar manner, in front of nature's eyes are your eyes, which it too had a part in creating. Is the message that you want to send to nature based in these reflective tendencies? Have you thought about which one of you is the main character in this experience? Is your message going to be spoken aloud? Or are there too many people nearby? Does that mean telepathy? Or are we going to get dance involved? We're stalling right now. Can you feel it? Okay, for real this time. Find a comfortable position in front of the face of nature. I'll be here the whole time, giving you suggestions, laughing at the inside jokes we've made together, and letting you know if you start oversharing. But if you'd rather me let you go and free fall into a conversational abyss, then go ahead and remove your earbuds and... <sighs> you've, you've just grown so much. Um, but I'll see you in track 10. But if not, and if you're ready, then just like we practiced, a five, a six, a five, six, seven, eight. Let's begin with a greeting. Hello might feel too formal. Heya might be too casual. How about your name, where you were born, and the first email address you ever had? Doesn't this feel exciting? Let's tell nature something that we'd tell a long lost sibling we're meeting for the first time. Though there's something familiar here, right? What's the earliest memory of nature that you can think of?
but you shouldn't ignore the time you've spent apart. What's something new in your life that nature maybe hasn't been caught up on? You know, it's polite to compliment the home of the host. Try saying something nice about the neighborhood that the park is in. We should acknowledge how this may look to anyone around you. What's something you could say right now that would make you seem even weirder to others? That was a good joke, but don't forget, there's value in sentiment and vulnerability. What's something that you genuinely appreciate about nature? Is there anything that you want to apologize for? Is there anything that you can do better? Which tree here in the park looks absolutely stunning? What's the current colloquial way of saying something's cool? Is it red or does it slap? What's coming up for you in the next few months? What role do you want nature to play in that? It's getting late. What's something that you should probably get ready for later today? Well, it was great getting to talk. When's the next time that you and nature will get together like this again? All right, from what I've heard, you've done an amazing job conversing with nature. I think you're ready to move on to one of our last tracks together. If there's anything else you'd like to say, feel free to keep going. Until then, I'll see you again in track 10.